Grow Your Life, a podcast with stories and systems to live better and work smarter. Welcome. I'm Jason Scott Montoya. I'm here with my friend Denise. Hey, Denise. Denise Renee. Denise Renee. Thank you. Um, me and Denise Renee met about 10 years ago at a, a co-working facility at an event she had. Um, she's been to some of my events and we've stayed connected on social media. So tell us about yourself, your story, and what you do. Okay, and excuse me, I will be drinking from time to time because I am battling and duking it out with, uh, with allergies and all that kind of stuff. So if I go into a coughing fit, just don't mind me. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, I'm Denise Renee. That is my whole and entire first name. Um, and yes, I make people say both of them because it, it is what it is. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Um, I'm a writer. And actually a musician as well. Oh, what, um, you, what instrument or what type I, of musician? Oh my gosh. So my main instrument would be keyboards. Um, I actually played, um, I actually led worship when I was in um, New York. I led worship okay. for a church for about 13 years. And um, I just about a year, year and a half ago, I just stopped playing at another church here. Um, but I played there for like about five years or so. Okay. Um, but, you know, play sing, produce. Um, back in college, I actually played saxophone. I played percussion. Okay. I played, you know, if I got my hands on it, I, I played it. Yeah. <laughs> Any instrument. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I like to call myself a creative entrepreneur. Um, but, you know, right now music is a little bit on the back burner. It's coming back, but, you know, it's just not at the forefront right now. The thing that's always been at the forefront for me is actually writing. Um, so what I do these days is I help uh, coaches, consultants, executives, and entrepreneurs to write books that help them to expand their brands, um, give them that authority and credibility that they're looking for, and start attracting opportunities like speaking against speaking engagements and media uh, uh, opportunities and clients and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. And and so you know, in my, in my blog and in the content that I create, I'm always talking about living smarter, working smarter, living better, um, working better. And so what does that mean to you to live better, to work smarter? Is that something you strive for? How do you go about it? Living smarter and working better for me right now today <laughs> means getting a good night's sleep, being well rested. Yeah. Um, not stress eating, um, eating the right things, being really um, just fueling myself mm -hmm. uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, um, so that I'm able to be the best version of myself. Um, and, and, why, and why does that matter to you? Why, why not? Why be the best version of you? Because the thing that I fear most in life is not death. I fear dying without living my full potential and living mm -hmm. my full purpose and doing everything that I was supposed to do. Cause like, I just, I have this feeling that, Oh gosh, there's like stuff that you need to do and you're not doing it. You know, you're yeah. not, you're not really, you know, hitting it. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't quite hit that stride just yet and for whatever, you know, the reasons. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the journey, right? Just mm -hmm. unpacking and, and lightening up the load 
and saying, okay, let's, let's push forward and, and be, um, you know, that, that light in the dark place, be mm-hmm. that, that Live helps without regret. Someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, when I, when I do that, I'll, I'll feel like, okay, I, I can go in peace because I did everything. I, you're not saying on my tombstone that there, there went a lot of potential. Like, mm-hmm. no, I want to live out my full yeah. potential. Yeah. There's a podcast I listened to called creative. Um, uh, now I'm forgetting the name of it, but anyways, he, he, the, he talks about how he, he actually wrote a book called die empty. And the idea mm. is when you die and you go into the grave that you yeah. leave nothing um, yeah. behind. So you give it all I'm, out. I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so tell me more about um, what is, what is um, living better, working smarter? How does that play out in, in your personal as well as, you know, how does it play out in your work and, and the clients that you work with? Well, like I said, I mean, I, I, right now I'm really focusing on those seemingly basics, but we get those basics wrong. <laughs> At least I'll admit, I get those basics wrong. Um, you know, and I just, I don't. What would be some examples of, of some of those basics in your mind? Like I said, just getting a good night's sleep, yeah. um, eating well, not stress eating. Um, and, and really, I don't like to use the word balance because I balance presupposes that everything is equal. Mm. I like to think about priorities and what's a priority for me. And I'm really, as I'm as the numbers on my license say that I'm aging, um, no way. You know, in my in my mind, I'm eternally young, but my body is like girlfriend. No, um, and 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 these basics are just really coming into play. And it's like if I don't take care of myself, if I don't take care of my body well, I'm just not at peak performance to be able to manage and steward the time that I have during the day well. Um, to, you know, do the work that I need to do to be, you know, present for my son um, and my family and friends and things like that. So um, it, it, it sounds like the advice that you get all the time, but it's like, it's so important. I yeah. don't know. I'm just, I'm just really feeling, yeah. I feel the difference <laughs> when I do not get a good night's sleep. I feel like crap all day long yeah. and I'm dragging all I want to do is have a nap. And I'm like, yeah. You know, it yeah. just throws me 100% off. So it's like, if I, if I focus on those basics and get them right, everything else falls into place for me. Yeah. And so, in, in a previous interview that I did with, with Travis Darmer, he, he said the same thing. Oh my God, that interview was so good. I loved it. <laughs> he said, you know, talking about sleep and, and how we He's as a right. society are under sleep. We have, are under rested. We don't get enough we are. sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is so right. <laughs> so you mentioned priorities. Like, what does it look like when priorities are out of whack for, for an entrepreneur? I think, you know, you know, as we were just chatting a little bit before we got started, um, things are always shifting and changing. And I have a tendency to just want things to just be the same. Um, and the, the longer I kind of resist um, things changing, the, the harder... Uh, a time I have adjusting. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've really been talking to myself lately, like, you know, just, you, you cannot be so, you know, you can't grab onto things so, so tightly. You have to be more flexible. Yeah. Um, 
things will change. I mean, this whole coronavirus situation, yeah. you know, has is, is made a whole lot of things change <laughs> on so many different levels. And, you know, right now I'm just like, okay, you know, it, it's made me reevaluate my priorities. What do I want to do? What do I not want to do? How do I want to do it? And right now I'm taking action on some things that, you know, we're sitting on the back burner. I'm like, okay, well, it's time to bring those things to the forefront. Um, you know, some might say, oh, that's a really inopportune time. But I'm like, you know what? There is no time like the present. Like, yeah. there's, there's always going to be something. Today, yeah. it's coronavirus. You know, things can get back to quote, unquote, normal in a couple of months, and then it's going to be something else, whether it's a worldwide pandemic or it's just something in your life where, you know, now you're facing your own personal or uh, a family member's uh, health crisis um, or, you know, some client walks out the door and it's like, okay, that was like half my budget <laughs> for the year. I mean, you know, I've had those things happen to me. And so it's just like, I, I, I'm just learning with the different things that just keep happening in life. It's like, okay, I have to just mentally be prepared to just stay flexible, stay yeah. pliable. Um, and if I need to reshift priorities, reshift priorities. Yeah. And so what gives you grounding as you've moved through these different difficult seasons of your own life and as we are in this season and what could help give others grounding? that may not have that, that feel like they're floundering about in the storms and waves around us? I, I, you know, um, I have a particular faith expression and um, I'm always happy to give someone my testimony of my experiences. Yeah. I'm not here to throw a Bible at you or anything like that. But if you want to know <laughs> how yeah. I get through, I'll just say it. Yeah. Jesus! <laughs> um, honestly and you know and and in my faith my personal faith expression i'm not one of those people who is like jesus is gonna come up off of heaven off of his throne in heaven and come down and literally take the wheel for me and do everything for me uh mm -hmm. no i'm not that crazy <laughs> <laughs> but i do believe that you know in prayer you get guidance on what to do next you know we've already been as you know in in our faith expression we believe that we've already been given authority and dominion here on this earth realm god don't need to get up and do anything here already did everything he gave it to us to handle it we gotta yeah. handle it right yeah. so my responsibility is to say okay what's my direction what what do i do next how do i do this um and then to to follow the leading that i've i've been given and to trust and know that you know in in all the crazy up and down roller coaster circumstances of my life god has always come through for mm -hmm. me and so I always know that I will be okay. I may not know how, yeah. I may not know how things are gonna happen, when, I'm just concerning myself with the fact that, that, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be good, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be all right, so. So with, with that, that sort of reassurance and peace that you have, how does that help you lead others? How does that help you direct and guide others um, that may not know where to turn or may not have that peace that you have or that foundation that you have? How are you going about um, other, helping others in that regard? Like I said, I mean, all I can do is share with you my testimony and share with you how it works for me. Yeah. And if that is a path that you're interested in following, I'm happy to help and guide down that path. I personally, I don't know another way. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know another way to give you. Yeah. This one's just working for me. Yeah, yeah. So when you think about the idea of mentoring people, like what, mm -hmm. what comes to mind and, and, and how does that play a role in your life? Mentoring people, um, usually 
I wind up helping people in a very specific area. Um, You know, I've mentored people in, um, in terms of writing, you know, as a writing coach, I'm helping them with a specific project, helping them get through uh, their book. Um, you know, I've mentored other, we mentioned a a common friend and a friend that we have in common. And I shared with you how, you know, I've met her a couple years back and she was like, you know, looking at me like saying, Oh, wow, you know, you're doing exactly what it is that I want to do. And she wasn't really confident just yet, but you know, over the couple of years she has, you know, grown in her confidence and, you know, we've, we're always talking and I'm always encouraging her and, you know, seeing her growth and, and her business growth, has, you know, been awesome and amazing. I wouldn't say that we've, um, you know, I wasn't like her official mentor, but I, you know, kind of mentored and kind of helped her um, along her path. Um, You know, I've mentored people in uh, in church settings where I've, Mm -hmm. you know, taught people how to play uh, piano, how to lead worship, and how to, so usually my mentoring has been in very specific areas. And, and, And I would say even, would you say, with the work that you do with your clients, that's also a way mm-hmm. that you maybe are mentoring oh, them absolutely. or guiding them. Tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. Exactly. So um, I work with people who are usually interested in self-publishing. Um, yeah. Self-publishing is so accessible these days. Um, you know, you can kind of set your own budget. and But, you know, people who are just stepping into that realm, they have a lot of questions and there's lots of room for making mistakes. You know, part of the reason why I started helping people with books is because people would sell me their books and I had been like, oh my God, <laughs> did you pay for a graphic designer or did you have your five-year-old designers cover <laughs> for you with clip art on WordPress? Um, and and why, so, what is it? Do they just think if you put something out there, it doesn't have to be good? What, what's, the mo- what's the reason people do that? I think, you know, there's so many coaches that have, um, or gurus or experts that they've they've done a book and so now they want to turn around and help other people uh, write a book and you know writing a book gives you expert status and everything like that and those things are definitely true and you know I've I've sat through some people's courses and trainings and and some of them have been good and others are like "Mm, why are you telling people to do this Um, (laughs) and and they they what I have found it's kind of lacking is they're talking about the tactical things about publishing, but they don't really focus on the quality of the book. And they, I'm like, you're mis-. and me, you know, I'm an English major. I've always loved writing. I've, you know, this has just been my thing. Um, and I'm like, Ugh. when you put your book in someone's hands, the only thing that you have to communicate is the words that are printed on that page. And if they suck, if they're not well organized, if you know you have a lot of grammatical errors, people, your credibility goes down in their yeah. eyes. So people have, you know, I'm always uh, preaching and teaching that uh, you have to, you have to be concerned about the quality of the content that you're putting in between these pages because it's like you you want people to not only buy the book but you want them to buy you as an yeah. expert. Um, so if you don't present those words well, or mm-hmm. present your ideas well, you're, you're, you know, you may have sold some units, but the other things that you're looking to get on the back end, you know, those invitations to be a speaker, um, those clients trusting you, all of that stuff, you're not going to get, you yeah. know, you're not going to get people referring you and, and saying, oh, get this book because it's amazing because it was a crappy read. And mm-hmm. most people will not be able to dissect and analyze why it was a bad book 
Yeah. They're just going to know that mm, it's a bad book. Like people have to realize we've been reading professionally um, edited and presented mm-hmm. books all our lives. Yeah. And it's subconscious. So if you as a, as a self-published author come in with something at subpar, it's noticeable right away, whether or not the reader is well-trained and can spot it instantly, or if it's just something just feels off about your book and they just never finish it. Yeah. So, so how, that's my how, soapbox for today. Yeah, yeah. So when you're, you're working with, you know, aspiring authors, mm-hmm. how do they receive that message? And, and are, do, are, they, are they hungry for that message or are they resistant to it? How, how does that unfold? How, how, and how do you kind of coach them through their own defensiveness that might arise through that process? Well, this is why I created a, <laughs> my free course. <laughs> Um, and it really helps to set people up with the right mindset about approaching writing and self-publishing a book because people get excited. They're like, yeah, I can write a book in 30 days. I can write a book in seven days. I can write it. You know, it's like, okay, you may be able to write it. Just plan some time for a couple of rounds of editing (laughs) and just don't assume that on day eight, your book is going to be hitting the market. Like, no. Mm. Um, and, so expectations and way, is what I'm hearing. Yes. Is the big thing. Yeah. And, and, so, mm-hmm. and so, you know, other, other writing coaches and book writing coaches and whatnot, publishing coaches, they market their, their courses that way because it gets people excited. Oh, I could write this book quickly, but it's like you're doing them a disservice if you just let them think that yeah. in 30 days, everything is going to be done. It's just not. A good first draft can be done in 30 days, absolutely. Yeah. But there's more to it than that. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of passionate. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I find that people, when they are um, either, people in, in, in the masses, they're not quite ready for my message just yet. <laughs> uh, but those who may have published a book the first time and they see how things have not been responding, they tend to be a little bit more receptive to what I'm saying. Um, and then people who do kind of, you know, have been following me or they, they found me somewhere and they, you know, watch some of my content and da, 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 they, they kind of know where, where I'm headed. Yeah. Um, and they turn to me because I am as concerned about the quality of their book as much as, you know, the marketing and all that other stuff of their book. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and it, it, there's very few things that feel as good as finishing a book <laughs> because of yeah. how long it takes. Um, I think both but might, it's part of the process. but it, it's a very um, satisfying uh, process yeah. when, when you finish it. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely can relate to that. So let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about stories and then we'll talk about systems. Um, but so whether it's, you know, you're a storyteller, you've written, you know, you're, uh, you mentioned that you're writing some fiction. So, um, you know, what are some stories that have, have impacted you or parables or fables or experiences that you've heard or seen over the years that, that have resonated with you and how have stories as a concept and maybe some specific stories affected you in your own journey? You know, I think, um, one of the, and, and I just, I did a three day fast, uh, was it two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, and I was reading some very specific passages. And one of the passages that I read was, um, oh gosh, I can't, yeah, I'm horrible with, with remembering <laughs> citations. I just know where it is and how to find it. <laughs> um, 
but I was reading the story of the siege in Samaria, and it's a, a story that's found in the Old Testament, and I think mm -hmm. Second Kings. And basically, you know, the situation was kind of not unlike what we're going through right now. Um, these, the, this army had come and surrounded the city of Samaria, and they were shut in. They could not go anywhere. Yeah. And things got so bad that, you know, people, they, they, you couldn't buy any food. I mean, there, it was nothing. And, yeah. you know, they were back in those days, yeah, they were trapped and it was horrible. And what I, I love about, you know, this particular miracle is that, you know, the people living through that, they had no idea when and where relief was going to come. Yeah but relief literally came overnight. Yeah. And it took just a few simple steps and few acts of faith by you know, two people that changed the tide from, for everyone. And I, I maintain that kind of faith that, you know what? Something really simple can always change the tide mm -hmm. and have such a huge ripple effect, not only for your own life, but for the life of others. Um, and, and that's, that's a story I, I love to, to go back and, and reread and, and refresh and just really re-up on my yeah, faith yeah, yeah. Um, with. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and there's, that's, there's many of those stories in, in those chapters, um, of mm -hmm. different, you know, I, I think of, you know, Moses at the Red Sea, you know, and, uh, the Israelites just waiting there, but there is no escape. And as far as they know, I mean, we, we hear the story about the parting of the Red Sea. Right. Um, we know. We know, that we know what happens, but when you're in the middle of it, there, there wasn't, you don't know, no, nobody knows. So, mm -hmm. so tell me more about stories and, and how they've impacted you um, and, and why you want to write about them and why you want to write more of them. You know, I think stories is how we communicate. Mm -hmm. um, it's how we've been communicating from, you know, before we had written language, we had oral language and we pass knowledge down. I mean, the fact that we have the particular faith that we have is because people pass down stories. These are, yeah. these are stories. Mm -hmm. um, so they shape and they impact us and they, they help us to really, you know, give something to, to hook onto. Um, and it gives us as, as individuals and as, um, as a culture, as, as, as a world, we, we get to have those lessons and we get to keep them. Yeah. Um, and we get to hopefully learn from them. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. And you know, human human behavior is amazingly unchanged. <laughs> the cycle like, repeats. <laughs> will we ever learn? Um, but you know, every now and then we have you know glimpses of, of brilliance, and and we're like, oh yes, we we learned this, and we got this, and you know, those of us. I mean, that's kind of why we have so many different types of books. I mean, honestly, there's, there's nothing new under the sun. There's no new self-help book. There's no new trick or tactic, you know, or tactic. It's the same thing. It's just maybe this person's experience was a little bit different and you could relate to this a little bit differently or, um, you know, the way that this person kind of frames it will resonate a little bit more with you. But basically, I mean, it's, 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 we, we already have this information, but it's like, we're we're the lizard brain and we need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you think? Yeah, do you think the time that we're in, you know, the, it's a crisis situation, the pandemic, does story have a place for us in this situation? Absolutely. I mean, I think that there are plenty of stories that we can look back on 
Um, one story that, that's playing out in the, in the media that we keep remind, reminding ourselves about is literally something that happened very similar a hundred years ago. Yeah. Why didn't we learn from it? <laughs> yeah. And what can we, we learn have, from it to go forward, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and we, but we have that story of, of the, the Spanish flu, right? Yeah. Um, so we, we and, and, and now we're, we're looking and, and what's his name? I just watched this, um, this TED talk from Bill Gates from 2015, yeah. where he was saying, we're not ready for something Five like years this. ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, now that you say that, I, I had an article published um, about a week and a half ago from Relevant Magazine on the early church and how they responded to pandemics in Rome. And it was their response that really transformed um, and spread Christianity across the Roman Empire, which eventually mm. became a Christian um, uh, empire in terms of the leadership and, and a lot of the systems. So they went from being persecuted to being the dominant, the dominant um, in, in religion. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And that changed and, you know, Western society for, 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 for to today. Yeah. For, for good or for bad. Yeah. I, you know, one thing I will say is that um, shucks, that thought just ran out of my head. It was like right there and then <laughs> it, went, it went out. Um, but I think that, uh, oh, Sometimes, you know, we, we look at a situation and we're like, oh my God, this, you know, the sky is falling and this is horrible, <laughs> da, da, da. but you know what, it is, it is hard. It's hard to see what good could possibly come out of all of this. But again, I come back to my faith expression and, and I always believe that no matter how bad or how dark something is, there's always a, 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 an underlying good or a different purpose that will will come out of that. So, um, you know, like you said, I mean, yeah. there, there was pandemics and persecution <laughs> and all this, but then it turned again, yeah. back to, back to my favorite miracle, right? <laughs> yeah. Overnight things changed, things shifted, things, things turned. Yeah. And so it had a can huge then, ripple effect. So is there something about, I know for me, you know, I've been through a lot of challenges and crises and transitions and, um, and, and in a way they, they prepared me um, for, mm. for the next one, right? Uh, do you, do you right. know from the, the hard things you've gone through that that it's actually made you the person you need to be to be able to, to respond to the, the current situation you're now in? You know, um, I'm not gonna say that, oh, I've achieved everything that, you know, <laughs> on my goal list to do. Um, I, I, I have a plan and I'm working <laughs> on the plan and this pandemic hit me in the middle of working on the plan. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, we got to shift again yeah. and, and figure that out. But, but, was, um, but you've, you've been faced with that type of pivot before, maybe not to this yeah. degree or maybe even to a worse degree because sometimes personal stuff can be more severe. Uh, yes, you, again. Did, did you develop any kind of grit through those previous experiences? Yeah, definitely it has given me a better posture in the situation because um, I, <laughs> You know, actually, just a couple of months ago, actually in what, January, yeah, I got a call from a client. Things were humming along, things are great, and the client was like, "Yeah, I got to stop this project." And I was like, "Okay, there goes a chunk of my budget walking out the door." Um, but you know, I understood. Yeah, I understood the circumstances, and even if I didn't understand the circumstances, I, you know, I didn't let it disturb me. I was just like, "Okay, well, we just have to shift." what we're doing and how we're doing and, and, da, da, da. and then what two months later here we go with yeah. this and, you know affecting some other income streams because you know i gotta keep a couple of income streams going mm -hmm. and i was like okay well we gotta shift so <clears throat> again it's you know for me it's just that 
staying flexible mm -hmm. um, and, and just understanding that things are always going to change and they may change more rapidly than I might care. But, you know, the plan is still the same. The goals are still the same. And, you know, I can still, you know, I'm grateful that I'm, I'm still able to do what I do. Um, even in the midst of, of what's going on, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, if, you know, business, um, th there are definitely certain types of businesses that are 100% affected. Um, th I mean, some businesses are just going to close down right now yeah. um, because they may not be able to sustain and just, you know, mm -hmm. hang out for one or two months of not having people come through the doors. Yeah. Um, so they, they, those business owners and those employees and, and everything, they're going to have to shift and pivot. Pivot. Um, thankfully, what I do, um, I'm, you know, still able to do what I do. And, um, you know, I, I don't need a whole lot of people on my roster to, you know, have a decent um, living. So, yeah. And that's um, the nice thing about freelancing is because I you yeah. know, had a marketing company for several years and the payroll is just a lot different when you have it staff versus it's just yourself as a freelancer. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and a few well-placed projects can keep you good for a little yeah, while. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I just, just pivot change, yeah. but the, you know, the golden plan is still the same, you know, yeah, to help yeah. the people that I'm meant to help. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's, we shift from talking about stories to talk about systems. So okay. when you think about systems, um, you know, and you're, you're a writer, so, and you're helping people write books. So, you, you know, systems are, are super important when you write a book, you know, but outside of that or, or including that, you know, what, what does systems mean to you? How do you apply them to your life and work? Um, what are the most helpful ones? What are some you would like to share with us? So systems, right? Um, I told you that I'm a creative entrepreneur, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's emphasize the creative part. <laughs> Uh, so I would much rather just do things when I felt like doing them. <laughs> Spontaneous. <laughs> that is, yes, that is like my normative. Yeah. How does that, have, can someone finish a book that way? <laughs> heck no. Um, so like I was about to say, however, comma, uh, nothing gets done that way. <laughs> so, you know, I, the, I, I, I'm kind of a split personality right i like to say you know i've got that side of me that just wants to do whatever whenever wake up whenever and go sleep whenever and do whatever when and it all get done <laughs> and the other part of me is like girl if you do not do this 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 is that by this certain time you're going to fall behind and you're going to piss yeah. somebody off and they're going to take <laughs> their, their contract and go yeah. so um be proactive <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't like to be bogged down with systems because then I feel like corporate and I'm like, eh. So, but the thing that I do uh, do is um, I, I make very heavy use of my calendar. And things, to me, they do not exist and they do not happen mm -hmm. if they're not on my calendar. They just yeah. don't. Mm -hmm. um, if I do not block it off, it ain't happening. You know, yeah. I can think about, yeah, I want to do that and I want to... <laughs> it's not happening. If yeah. I do not block off time for me to write for me, mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, if I don't schedule, okay, I'm working on this client project at this time and, and this, and if I don't give them their specific times, it's not going to happen. So yeah. I, I think that's about the, the simplest and yet most complicated or whatever uh, system that works for me. It's like I've got to put things on my calendar 
and you know and I, and I think them through and I you know I have to leave room for certain things but I have to live by my calendar. And um, what I do, I'm more effective, I'm more efficient. I get through what I need to get through. Yeah. Um, and when I don't, I <laughs> suffer the consequences. Yeah. And then and I just can't get mad when, oh, shucks, that didn't get done. Or when I don't do things, what happens is they, they bleed over into another day. And then I'm like, oh, man, but I really need to get this done. And now I'm, I've got this thing that's, you know, left over from yesterday or the day before and I didn't do it. And then it's affecting other things. So yeah. I'm always beating myself up when I allow that creative side, you know, that flowy side mm-hmm. to, um, to, to win out. And I'm like... Nah, girl. <laughs> so what, we, what we can't be, do that. Yeah. What would be your advice to other creative people that struggle, but they look at you and go, "You're no, you're a creative person who has been able to tap into some systems to to make it uh, to make things happen." So what, what would be your advice to the creative folks out there that that resist systems like you have? <laughs> look at the results that you have, mm-hmm. and decide if you like those results. Yeah. If you like those results, keep doing what you're doing. If you don't like the results, you have to make a change. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, and like I said, I, I don't like to keep things too complicated because that, that goes against that creative nature. But like, I can rock with a calendar like that, mm-hmm. that I can do that. Yeah. Um, and again, it's like, I, I look at my results and when I'm like, oh, you know, I, I just didn't do that. And now I have to stop and do this. And, you know, that's yeah. now stopping this or, you know, I'm pushing back and I'm calling someone's like, oh, can I get extra time? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, like it's kind of like we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it's like, uh, yeah, I need to this this. There's got to be a better way. Button down. Yeah, yeah button down and get it done. So yeah, yeah I can relate. <laughs> so to close this out, let's let's uh, you know, life is is unfair. It's challenging, but it's also can be you know uh, joyful and prosperous. So as people traverse this journey we call life, you know, and and also facing the realities that are outside our doors right now, you know, what are your parting words of wisdom? Stay focused on what's most important to you. Um, You know, and for most of us, you know, we can sit down and scream all kinds of, you know, divisive things and racism and this. But you know what? There's so much more that unites us than divides us. And we're all concerned about the same things. Mm -hmm. Our health, our family, our loved ones, our community, you know? So it's like, if those things are important to you, do the things that, you know, protect and preserve that. Um, It's like, if, if we, if everybody had the mindset to take care of themselves and take care of the person to the right and to the left of them, we'd have an amazing world. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Is there anything else that you wanted to share that you haven't yet had a chance? Um, you know, I know your audience is, um, you know, a lot of other freelancers and people who are looking to freelance and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the ways that people can kind of further what it is that do, they're doing is with the book. And if they happen to, you know, be interested in some of the things that I was passionately sharing earlier, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, they want to get a little bit, well, get a little bit more of that passion. Um, they can definitely find me uh, on my website, www.writeyourbook.tips. Okay. And you can find me on Instagram using Write Your Book Tips and find me on Facebook, Write Your Book Tips. 
And yeah, I got rid of Twitter because <laughs> it was exciting. Um, <laughs> so and, they can connect with you on those social yeah. channels, your website, um, any, any other ways? Help? Yeah, yeah. So um, who, who, would, who would be the type of person that would be a best fit for you if, if they are interested in, in getting that book uh, moved to the next step? Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm usually working with uh, coaches, consultants, executives, entrepreneurs. So people who are, you know, running that solo business or they're maybe in a career and they're thinking about what's their next, you know, phase of life going to be and they want to move into consulting and, mm -hmm. you know, they want to have that authority and that edge, you know, in a book could be a great way to do that. But, you know, a lot of times people are just like, it's, it's intimidating to think about writing a book. It's like, how do I get started? What, you know, what, what do I, what do I, what do I do? What do I say? What do <laughs> yeah. I write? How do I get started? How do I know when I'm done? I mean, all of those questions, I deal with those questions all day long. So, um, you know, and I, and I can help. So um, I've got tons of videos uh, out on YouTube and on my Facebook channel that okay. can help. Yeah. Um, and again, they can, re you know, just message me through any of those, those social messaging apps and I'll reach back out. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. Thank you so much for, for letting me interview. I appreciate you sharing all your stories and insights. Well, and, thank you uh, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. For additional stories and systems to live better and work smarter, visit jasonscottmontoya.com. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you on the next episode of Grow Your Life.